everybody. Welcome to Shaken and Disturbed. And does my voice sound a little different? Well, I'm on a different microphone. But guess who's here with me? It's none other than... Hi. <laughs> okay, let's set this whole thing up. Okay, okay. Sorry, I got to take the mic. So here's the thing. Darren Carp, your girl, your dad, forever. John and I fortuitously happened to both be in New York City this week and John asked me to come to his hotel undisclosed location and just to keep it a little you know wherever the recent murder happened this is what we're doing figured it out took us an hour but we figured it out people this is not our 100th umpteenth podcast but we're using like a different type of microphone and it's really like we're singing and performing so John and I are not going to interrupt each other and talk one at a time right Johnny that's right everybody um yeah we do only have one microphone but it's it's I think fine you know like we're gonna work out the problem was Darren graciously brought her very professional yeti microphone a computer she was ready to go to be honest but I I couldn't figure out a way to not have background feedback. But anyway, here we are together, guys, for the first time in so long. Um, Darren, how before we even get into it, the first things first, how is your Diet Coke? Okay, yeah, thank you. Um, in his room, and John did reassure me after we took a picture. Feel that? After we took a picture that uh, he was going to have me a Diet Coke. It's a little one, but it's fine. It's a little mini. You know, I could have three of them. John, what I want to know from you, though, is like this is kind of your first. I mean, you've been back to New York because you've stayed at my apartment prior. But this is like you're in Midtown. You're kind of by your old stomping grounds. How are you feeling? U.S. Open is in the air, which I'm I've we've got to talk about. OK, it's so funny, guys. You don't what you're not seeing is like when the other person's ready to talk, they just kind of like open like I was like ready to take the microphone. So I like open my hand like that's our signal. You know, grab the microphone if you need to. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you'll hear it maybe you won't or you know understand what we're doing um yeah it is weird you know i'm staying right here in times square we have the window open you can hear the horns blasting um cool breeze. that's right cool breeze in here i actually really it's a gorgeous sunny beautiful september afternoon let me just say this and i feel like you'll understand exactly what i'm talking about darren even though you live in la now yeah yeah by the way, I'm, it's like we're whole, we're. This is a whole new process whole, for us. It's a whole skit. It's weird. Skit sketch. We're doing yeah, just like an SNL thing. But you know, there one of the best times to be in New York is usually like late August, September, because there are usually like five or like a handful of days in September where there's not a cloud in the sky. The temperature stays right around 70 degrees. And then in the evening, it gets down to maybe like a 65 where hoodie season. I mean, just- well, let me also just say, you, you know, where it's 70 every day and low is 65. Um, Marina Del Rey. Yeah, I took the mic away at that time. I We will have, by the way, we will both have the option to rip the mic out of the other person's hand today, which is a whole new. We get three per episode. It's like um, it's like who wants to be a millionaire? Anyway, yes, I'm back in New York. The U.S. Open just happened. Uh, I popped in actually about two Fridays ago just for a quick little U.S. Open, 24 hours up in New York. Um, I'm here for the week this time, and I really love it. Like, I, you know, I love New York City. I hope to live here again soon, potentially. But there is something so nice, and I think that you're going to get into this probably eventually, if you haven't already, Darren, which is it's so nice to visit a city that you love, that loved you back, that you're where you're visiting but you're not really a tourist yeah, well that's the thing because people often ask me they're like 
you know, everyone has been like, what's it like to be back? Now, granted, I haven't really lived in L.A. that long either. I was away on vacation for a little while. But that's the thing. And it's it's an odd feeling because I've always had a home here. Like, I grew up here. My parents don't live far from here, you know. And so it's just, it'll always feel like home to me. But I also feel a little displaced. I mean, one of the things I kind of love doing when I'm going to a place is, like, I walk around everywhere. So, like, I get to know the subway system or the streets or the neighborhoods or the restaurants. So having that already here, you know, like I know immediately what subway I need to take will always feel like home when you're so comfortable with a place. But yeah, not really like kind of living out of my bag is eerie. It's definitely very eerie. Yeah, that is a weird thing. I think I had given you the the advice that if you can stay in a hotel in New York City, then you have your own space. You know, obviously we know so many friends who wants to spend the money, but yeah. You know, my hotel does have a pool if you want to go jump into it after the recording, but um, it's nice. One quick thing I want to tell you that happened. So I've lived in New York City. How long did I live there? Like 10 years almost? I almost never ran into people that I knew on the street. I always hoped I'd have a Carrie Bradshaw moment of like, oh my God, Miranda, nice to see you here, you know, which happened all the time. Never really happened. Yesterday, I'm walking to Best Buy to buy some things for today's show. Okay, we'll get into that another time. And I ran into one of my like long, long, long lost friends that I was like very good friends with here, like on the street. And I was like, Neil, what are you doing? Like, are you stalking me? And he was like, no, I'm walking from work. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. I am in times, I'm staying near Times Square, but I had not ever run into somebody on the streets in New York that I can think of. Maybe I have and I'm forgetting, but it was just so weird to be here for just a couple days. I was so busy doing things, frankly, in my hotel. I had a lot of work I was doing on my computer, so I hadn't even really left the hotel that much. And then the one time I did yesterday, I ran into him. Then I ran into another like former colleague of ours, Darren, which I talked to you about earlier. So it was like a really weird day of like serendipitous moments. Have you ever ran? I mean, I'm sure you've run into plenty of people. Well, okay, I grew up around here. I went to college around here. Like, I have a lot of friends from here, so I've run into tons of people. Like, I've run into... Like my, my parents' best friend's kid, my one of my best friends, Ariel, she's like a sister to me because she's like an only child. And so we kind of like grew up together. And in fact, I'm staying with her. She, like I've run into her twice in the city. One when I was walking out of like my ex, like my first girlfriend's like apartment uh, in Union Square, I walked out the door and Ariel was like, hi. And I was like, hey. And then another time I was like on the Upper East Side and she was in a car and she was like honking at me. And I was like, what the fuck is this person doing? And it ended up being her. And I was like, small world. But I run into people all the time from college. So it's just one of those cities. It's I think it's the thing I'm going to miss the most about L.A., to be honest with you. But it does. Uh, sorry. Yeah. The most about living in L.A., being in New York. And no, you were right, because it is one of the things I'm going to miss about New York. But I think in L.A., it would, I could see it happening at like concerts or like eventized things because everyone's in the industry. But um, can we talk about U.S. Open? Because if I can just jump in really quickly, I'm really excited because Darren was like, we need to talk about how much I hate Novak Djokovic. I hate Novak Djokovic as well. So, Darren, I want you to take the mic and just go off about it. OK, so one love Coco Goff. Awesome. Big fan, glad she won, deserved, yes, all the next Serena, all of that stuff. So I didn't get to watch a lot of the U.S. Open because I was away, but I ended up watching the men's finals, which was Daniel uh, Medvedev versus Novak Djokovic. And I, you know, I thought it was interesting they blacked out the Russia sign and everything. And I talked to someone else about Carlos Alcaraz who basically was like I don't like him and I was like why I was like one of my best friends like loves him and he just thinks he's so cocky and so like entitled like 
That's what he was saying about Carlos. But let me tell you about this. And I haven't watched Carlos. I, I actually couldn't pick Carlos out of lineup. But Novak Djokovic, when he was playing Medvedev, have some class. I'm sorry. He was like boasting every time he got it every time he got a point or whatever or he won a set he would like go up to the audience like cheering really loudly and it just felt so performative and so nasty to do it was like at least John McEnroe was a dick but he was kind of like a dick to himself he wasn't really a dick to the other player it just felt so wrong like are you new here Djokovic like you've won 24 fucking grand slams or whatever it is like he's won so many like Dude, have some grace, you know? And you weren't crushing it, by the way. This format of us just, like, going on a rant and then handing the microphone to the other is really fun, actually. I completely agree. And before he had won that final... um, I'm not wrong. No, you're not wrong at all. I mean, this is what people don't like about Novak Djokovic. And you would never see Rafael Nadal do this or Roger Federer. And I'm not saying everybody has to be the exact same player, but... The other thing that happened, which maybe you didn't catch, was in the semifinals, he played a brand new American named Ben Shelton, made it all the way to the semifinals, unheard of, a breakout star of the U.S. Open. Ben Shelton, at the end of his matches, does this little celebration where it sounds like he does this thing with his hands like he's on the phone and then he hangs up the phone and he's been asked about it many times and he's like, it's just my way of like celebrating that I was dialed in to the match and very focused and I can hang up the phone now because the match is over. At the end of the semifinal, when Djokovic beat Shelton, he did the same kind of, he mocked him and did the same thing. I saw that. I just didn't realize what the reference was to. I thought he was just being showboaty, dickish. No, he was mocking Ben Shelton, who was a 20-year-old American, just lost his semifinal, breakout star of the U.S. Open. Everyone was like so excited, even more than Alcaraz to an extent, so excited about him. And his response was to mock him. Right, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're a child. Like, you've been... Sorry, I know you're holding it because I know you're going to go back, but it's like, you're a child. Like, why are you... Like, have some class. Have some grace. Like, you be, there's no... Like, I'm a sore loser, but there's nothing... The only thing worse than being a sore loser is being a sore winner. Those are the worst types of people because you don't need to be a dick. You don't... You, if you win with grace... That says so much more about your character than if you if you win with just being a prick. Like, it just seems so showboaty. I couldn't stand it. I completely agree. And the other thing that I think is happening with Novak, at least specifically, is now he's 36. Right. His, he feels like his time has come. Exactly. Being, like, extra about it. See, Darren, you're a, ten, you're a bigger tennis fan than I think people realize. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I think that he's just in a place where he knows he probably doesn't have a ton of these left. He's maybe feeling a little insecure about these new guys coming in. Alcaraz beating him at Wimbledon, I'm sure, was very difficult for Djokovic. Anyway, he's just one of... Yeah, Darren's doing crybaby face. He's just one of those guys that's not fun to be a fan of his, but he has quite a few fans. I'm not trying to hate on any of the fans necessarily, but he's not for us, Darren. Yeah, I'm just like... I'm just over it. Um, I'm over it. By the way... I know you're going to talk about Honeydeuce. There is a restaurant um, in Upper West Side, Harry's Table at Cipriani. It's basically like that serves the Honeydeuce by the way. Why are we not recording today's episode from a table there? I don't know. But I do want to mention the Honeydeuce, my favorite drink, maybe ever. You guys, you know, everyone's always asking us what we drink. We've kind of backed off the alcoholic drinks a little bit on this show. But the Honeydeuce is the U.S. Open signature drink. It comes in a... Um, souvenir cup. 
I've, I literally have, I think, 14 of these. I've been to 14 U.S. Opens at this point. And I know what's in it because everyone always asks, what's in that anyway? I finally looked it up. <clears throat> we should have made, maybe I should have made one. Maybe next U.S. Open I'll make one. It's um, a shot of, uh, it's Grey Goose Vodka because Grey Goose is like the presenting sponsor. Lemonade, Chambord. Right. And um, is that it? I think that might be it. Chambord, Lemonade, Grey Goose. Yeah. I feel like I'm forgetting something. No, that's, like, that's it. It's just four things. One other dash of yeah. And anyway, I always get one when I go to the U.S. Open. It was so delicious this year. So maybe next U.S. Open or maybe even the next episode, I'll get the ingredients and we can have one together on the show. But today, it's just Diet Coke for us. Um, Darren, um, tell me about the best, one of the greatest days. I'm just taking it from him. <laughs> Took the mic. He was trying to introduce my moment and my thing. I went to one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Did you see in my Instagram story? No, maybe. What, from Saturday? No, I was traveling. Okay, so like my very, very, like longest, oldest friend in the world. Like outside Ariel, I've known her longest. We grew up across the street from each other. She um, she has a dog named Bodie who's like, she's the sweetest. She's just a big like floof. Like she's just floofing. She floofs around and she floofs it up. And I was I was away on vacation and... I was like DMing my friend Caroline and I was like, are we hanging out? Like, what's the deal? And she bought a house in like suburban New Jersey. So like I'm staying at my parents so I could drive there. And it was just like a quick weekend trip. She's like, yeah, on Saturday, um, you know, the community pool closes in Maplewood. That's where she's like the community pool closes in Maplewood. And before they drain it, they let all the dogs in the neighborhood go. And I'm taking Pody. And I was like, and I'm coming. <laughs> and she was like, yes. And let me tell you, like, I'm going to repost these stories because truthfully they were the best. It was going to a giant pool with like, there was a kiddie pool. Then there was like a mid-sized pool and then a huge pool. And they literally just let the dogs do whatever they want. And they were flipping and flopping and all these toys. And they were like shaking out everything. They were playing with their owners. It was pure bliss. I Insta-storied this because I was like, the people have to see, A, what a great idea it is for like a suburb and the pool and everyone's just like hanging out. And they just need to see, like, thousands of dogs just enjoying themselves on, like, a hot summer day. And I got so many responses being like, this is the best idea. This is amazing. This is the most fun thing I've ever seen. It was incredible. I did see it. I completely forgot what you were referencing. It was so cute. And it's such a good idea to, like, let... Great idea. Yeah, to, like, let the pool, you know, the last day of the summer, like, let the dogs come have a nice time. Like, of course. Right. Like, let it drain. Like, let it have... It was wild and so great. Yeah, make sure you repost it because I do want to see those again. Those cute, those dogs are so cute. Um, the very last thing on today's agenda is simply wrestlers. Anything you want to comment about that, Darren? I always am recommending good TV things to watch here. This week, the seven-part doc wrestlers brought, uh, talked about this this morning actually on the Today Show, brought to us by the same people who brought us Cheer. If you remember that sort of docu, this is really like an underdog story of Ohio Valley Wrestling, which is in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's kind of huge alums came from this place, John Cena, The Miz, so it had so much popularity and success, but now it's kind of dwindling. Money is kind of tight in the wrestling biz, and so they're kind of given this summer with investors to kind of this guy Al Snow who owns the gym to help kind of turn it around and it's a true underdog story and I do kind of recommend watching it about halfway through right now and it also like gives this in-depth look at the inside of the sport of wrestling which you don't realize like everyone's like oh it's fake and I'm like yeah it's fake but it's still an art it's like dance it's like performative dance and they hurt themselves and it's a lot and they have to think of stories and be clever and those storylines have to 
commit all the way through and you know a lot of these people had like a rough go at it and they don't make a lot of money at, at the beginning and so it was just it's a great little docu and I think you guys should all watch it well there you go and this was not an ad just so everybody knows um all right, we're going to go record Sunday's full episode. We're going to maybe post some things on our Patreon of us together, you guys. So if you're not a Patreon fan, now's the time. Did you have something to say? Just, yep. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, you know, Darren and I met on a red carpet, actually, like many, many years ago. Oh, can you believe that was almost 10 years ago, by the way? Yeah, it was 2014. Yeah. Um, and we were just constantly like interviewing people. It's kind of feeling that way, but I like it. I love this new format. Anyway, all right, guys. So check out Patreon for some exclusive togetherness content. Wait till you see the shirt Darren is wearing. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, not for the kids. And we'll see you Sunday for an all new episode. Last thoughts, Darren? Bye. Bye.